Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast where we talk about random ideas and thoughts on life that make us think, am I okay? In episode three, today we are talking about toxic positivity. Let's get right into it. Hey everyone, it's Brittany and Amber. Hey, Why did Amber. we sing? I don't know. It's just like awkward to kind of be like, hey, even though like we've been here for like 30 minutes talking already. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like weird. <laughs> so how was your week? I feel like it was a roller coaster. I feel like your side just said it all. It really did. <laughs> because it was... It wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good. Mm-hmm. So a normal week for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a little bit sick. Uh, not sick, because that has, like, such a connotation with it now. It's mm-hmm. definitely allergies. COVID. <laughs> I do not have COVID. <laughs> um, I got some things done for the podcast, for my book, for just everything I do that's I don't know. It's so weird because like nothing is anything yet, but it's just things that feel or fulfill me creatively. Mm -hmm. Your passions. I I think it was kind of a roller coaster of a week because we launched the podcast. Oh yeah. So this is technically episode three, but like we literally launched the first episode last week. So Mm -hmm. we're always like a week or something ahead. Yeah. So there were a lot of feelings that I didn't know I would feel and I feel like you kind of talked about it with even with your book Mm -hmm. and like feelings that came with that but like for me this is like my first like creative thing yeah and I'm really glad that we're doing it together because (laughs) I have accountability and I can't just like you can't stop give up yeah (laughs) and like abort mission Mm -hmm. and like fall off the face of the earth because I wanted to yeah that whole day and the night before um, yeah. the launch, like, I was just like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. It's a bad idea, you know, even idea. though, like, we've put so much into it and we're really excited about it and happy yeah. with what we're doing with it. But it's just a lot of crazy feelings when you're thinking of, like, how you're being <laughs> perceived by people. Yeah. It, and I don't know. I kind of realized this, too, that it's it's almost like I'm worried about like the feeling that I get is almost like I'm going to get in trouble. Does that, does yes, that make sense? I feel that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For me, I feel like I feel that because I know this is kind of a side of me that not a lot of people have mm-hmm, seen mm-hmm. or heard. Yeah. It's not really a visual thing besides yeah. like our social media. Yeah. You kind of see us on there. Mm-hmm. But like it's definitely like a different version of me yeah. that has always been here but I've never had like a way to like let it out. And now I do. So I feel like people are kind of like, why is she so deep all of a sudden? Why is she like into art and poetry? Like it's just always been there. I just never had anyone that cared enough to talk with Mm -hmm. me about it. Like before you. Yeah. But, and it's also like, I don't know whenever I think this is why, sorry, my brain always goes a million miles a minute, but I think this is why like, taking a school test is so stressful because like you learn something and then um, you're tested on it. And so you're never quite sure if you're making the right choice. And I feel like because I don't, we haven't been able to like share this side of ourselves with a lot of people. It's like that same type of feeling where you don't know if you're making the right answer choice with what you're saying and what you're believing about the things that you haven't showed people because you're just kind of, learning about it so <gasps> I don't know <laughs> I had I had terrible <laughs> testing anxiety in school Bro, so that me. resonates with me a lot like I tested that so makes bad. so much sense yeah and I wasn't like like I would study and mm-hmm. then would get to be a point where I would be like I have to stop studying because like yeah I'm gonna overdo it and me. like my yeah yeah it's all about trusting yourself back to <laughs> the last episode uh the, theme of- the first I can't remember already. The second one. Where we talk about trusting ourselves. It's so confusing because we're like recording episode three, but I was working on episode two show notes like all day. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm excited about this one. And we just went off on a crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now we're going to go into our icebreakers, which today's segment, the first one is hot takes again. Uh oh. And <laughs> um, let's have Amber go first because mine is going to be a roller coaster. Me I'm not, go first. Yeah. Oh, man. Yours You're is, reading mine? <laughs> yeah. I read it earlier today and I was like, yeah. all right, Amber, that's I know. bold. It, I'm, I <laughs> am asking to be canceled. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I really thought about it. I had several that I could have gone with, <clears throat> but this one, it just needed to be said. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's funny every time. Um, okay, so my hot take is <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> you can't even say it. Okay, guys. <laughs> Brittany. I'm sorry. Don't make me laugh. I'm scared for you. Serious, because I mean this. Guys, nickelback is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was also like a trend to hate Nickelback like 10 years ago and you're just like stuck on it. (laughs) Guys, they have some good songs and this is, guys, this is not coming from someone who knows like Nickelback's latest (laughs) release. I have no idea if they've released music since like 2008. Mm -hmm. I really genuinely do not know. Mm -hmm. Like I don't search Nickelback but some of their songs are on my early 2000s, like, rock playlist that I really like. Yeah. And they have a few bangers. Bangers. That's a word. Okay. For Nickelback. How You Remind Me. You should make a playlist to link in these show notes called Nickelback Bangers. Okay. There will be, like, three songs on it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, someday. I mean, that's such a good, like early 2000s romantic comedy road trip song yeah and like when it comes on like you just gotta sing along with it Mm -hmm. and like vibe just vibe i vibe to nickelback put me in jail (laughs) like i want that tattooed on me somewhere (laughs) i vibe to nick (laughs) i vibe to nickelback put me in jail like okay when it was when it was viral on tiktok everyone liked it the rock star song Oh, I've been obsessed with that song since it came out. So but you it was don't only... disagree with my hot take then? Um, no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't think so. I knew you liked that song. I have become more open. I feel like I only hated Nickelback because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now it's funny too, like Nickelback. Mm, yeah. So I'll go with that trend Like, now. I think people think I'm joking. Let's get but some like, vintage Nickelback band shirts. Oh, my gosh. I remember the Saving Savin Me music video. Have you ever seen it? Was that for Spider-Man? Uh, or was that different band? <laughs> I get Nickelback, like Foo Fighters and um, Hinder and... I love all, all those, of them. <laughs> literally all those old... Or, there's more, but all of those bands, they have like that... I can't, I'm, I'm afraid to do it, but it's like the certain vocal style. Mm-hmm. It's that yep. 2000s rock style. That's like, like some um, of my favorite. <laughs> I cannot, I'm cutting that out. I can't do it. But basically what I was saying was Nickelback is not that bad. Mm-hmm. They have some bangers and they have 9 million monthly listeners. So explain that haters. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate Nickelback. I actually really like the song Rockstar. It was one of my favorites in middle school. I, I'll, I'll give it to you. I, I'm not offended. Not this time. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch is better without milk. Like you should not eat it with milk. I like the whole Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk thing for coffee i think that's the only time it should be in milk though it just tastes better without milk just as like a snack that you just eat without milk (laughs) i don't know that's my hot take (laughs) i mean i can't say that i'm like 
in so much disagreement. Well, our next segment is who's most likely to. This should be interesting. Okay, number one. Who's most likely to watch romantic movies? I feel like maybe me. Really? Just because I went on that whole like binge of romantic movies within like a few weeks and I was watching The Notebook every single day for like a week. Yeah, and I remember being surprised by that. Because I don't like to feel. Yeah, but I I don't know. I feel like before that, before I would that. have said me. Yeah. But also it's really like, I really like indie music, indie music. <laughs> I really like indie movies where yeah. they usually have like a romantic aspect to it, but it's usually not like a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like now I'd rather watch a romantic movie than any other kind, if that makes sense. But mainly because um, I feel like romantic movies have the most like, inspiration for like more poetic type things Mm -hmm. and themes than a lot of other movies do yeah I'm still into sad movies yeah I can't do that Mm -mm. yeah I just love it and I feel like that like what you just talked about for me I like like the more indie movies where it's like more raw Mm -hmm. I feel like that gives me inspiration yeah (laughs) because it's like this is real life. It's not always, like, mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's most likely to go to a Justin Bieber concert? <laughs> well, seeing as I have actually been to one. Yeah, I, I would say you. <laughs> probably because I haven't listened to any of Justin Bieber's new songs since, you know, Baby, One Less Lonely Girl, um... Eeny, meeny, miny, mo <laughs> with Sean Kingston. Um, <laughs> you know, that era of Justin Bieber. Well, not only have I been to a Justin Bieber concert, I also married his number one fan. <gasps> so Travis. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't even think I ever answered it, but Travis texted me earlier today and he was like, did you hear the Biebs new song? <laughs> I'm not kidding. And like, I don't know, our whole, since we've been, since we were friends and dating and whatever, like Justin Bieber has always been like a big part of wow. our relationship. But like, I don't feel like lately I've been like dying to listen to Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. like his newer stuff, but I hear it because it goes viral on TikTok. So like oh. his lonely song, like everybody's oh, wait, been yeah, yeah, like yeah. re or like using that song. I remember Yummy. I listened to Yummy. That's on my TikTok Everyone playlist. hated it. Travis and I loved it. I, I didn't mind it. I, I listened to it occasionally. Yeah. But you've never been to a concert, so <clears throat> no, it's no, 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 going to no. be mean. Okay. Who's most likely to be good at math? I don't know about you. I'm terrible at math. I was good at math. All right. There you go. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be a drama queen. Hmm. I'm actually not sure. <laughs> Were you going to say me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... The worst thing I've ever heard. Really? <laughs> That's me being a drama queen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I no. just, I feel like I can <clears throat> hide it better. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm definitely more likely to be a drama queen. For sure. But not like in the way that you would think. It's more in a very quiet, like subtle way. Hmm. But it's still, like, easy to tell that something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's me for sure. Okay, who's most likely to do weird things in public? Mm, me? I would say you. Yeah, yeah. Not that you're, like, this crazy person, like, when we go out in public, but, like... <laughs> this is all making me sound crazy. <laughs> no. I'm a drama queen. No. I do weird things in public. But both, like, if you're picturing both of those things... It's still not in the way that yeah, no. normal, quote-unquote, normal people would. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I used to be way weirder in public. Like, I would... Oh, same. I would have... I used to have way less shame. <laughs> same. I used to be way less self-aware. Yeah. And but sometimes whenever I'm feeling way less shameful, I do very weird things in public. But I can't think of an example. We won't give one. 
Yeah. Who's most likely to get into a fight? <laughs> hmm. I feel like it would be you. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. Just because, like, I, I just come from this place of... But you would only fight on... We- like, I'm not talking about physical fight. Yeah, I'm I was going to specify which kind of but fight. But it would only be about. on behalf of someone else. So oh. like mm-hmm. I'm gonna like I'm just thinking about my coffee order, for example, where it was too sweet and I was like, oh whatever. I'm just gonna vibe with it. And you're like, no, I'll go back and I'll ask for a different one. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I feel like which just like with that. Which would I would never do to. that for myself. Yeah, but you would do it for someone else. So I feel like you would get on a get into a fight, but like for someone else. That makes sense, but with that, with that specific example, it wasn't like, I'm going to go and demand that they <laughs> yeah, no, make no, no, you no, a new no. coffee. It was going to be very nice. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. We've had this drink several times and it's just a little too sweet this time. <laughs> but I feel like if they would have given you a sassy remark, you would be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Once, once I have such a thing with customer service, like it's really not that hard mm-hmm. because I, I was in customer service for a really long time when I worked. Um, it's not that hard to be nice to the customer. And if they tell you that it's bad, like just, I don't know. Yeah. Not in a Karen way. It's just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So that's why I would say you, because I would just not even go into anything confrontational probably ever. Hmm. Unless, I don't know. I I guess I would at some point, but like. I just don't know where that line is. But, like, <laughs> that's not fighting. I guess. But I don't know. I guess it is very frustrating, like, with someone that's in customer service, like, if they're mad at you because your order was wrong. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say that I, like, fight, but I I don't know. I'm a very <laughs> non-confrontational person, but yeah, it comes out sometimes, I guess. Who would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Well, what's your strategy? Would I, f- I almost feel like I would guess your strategy would just be to like hide and avoid the zombies. Or would you go out and would you fight them? So I feel like with my type, I am like I prepare for every scenario mm-hmm. and I feel like my like fight or flight instincts would kick in. Yeah. And it would be kind of like an instinctual thing. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. That is a word. Okay. Um, I really don't think I would die first. Yeah. I don't think you would die first either. Which like... I'm very reckless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're way more like impulsive than me. Yeah. And like I have to think everything through, which mm-hmm. granted in a situation like that, you don't have too much time to think. But I feel like with how my brain is like always turning like possible scenarios that I would like be able to yeah come up with something and at least protect like the people that I love and yeah hopefully myself mm-hmm. but yeah I would probably die first <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking whenever I first wrote that down I was like this probably be me yeah wow that's me. um who's most likely to bungee jump <laughs> huh I wonder I, or would you? My first thought was you because yeah, you're I would do more it. impulsive. But then I think of like when we went to Universal, you didn't want to ride anything oh, yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. upside I have down. A heart condition. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm just learning this. I mean, I have a heart condition and I don't like inversions. Well, bungee <laughs> jumping is you going. Yeah. But I would still, so like there are some things that I ride that you're not supposed to with a heart condition. But um, I do anyway because I want to. But mm-hmm. inversions, like, it just, I don't know, makes me feel kind of crazy. But I feel like bungee jumping, it's not like, I don't know. It's something, I don't know. It feels different <laughs> to me. And I feel, if I disassociate enough, I would do it. Hmm. When I was younger, I really wanted to skydive for my 18th birthday. Ew, uh, what? Yeah. I don't know what happened to me. Actually, I kind of want to skydive. But, like, the thought of that now is, like, what the heck? Like, yeah. 
no, you're not doing that. Like, are you insane? <laughs> but when I was younger, I did. But there's still that part of me that, like, wants to do things like that. Yeah. But you just said you wanted bungee jump, so I guess it's you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like, why do, I don't know why, but roller coasters just feel so different from something like bungee jumping. But I wouldn't want to do, like, the Doctor Doom thing either, where it's literally, like, that falling thing. But I like Tower of Terror. Is that the same? I don't know. It's it's basically the same thing, but I hate Doctor Doom and I love Tower of Terror, so I don't know. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who is most likely to win an Oscar? Neither of us act or no. anything, so. <laughs> I mean, I feel like with me being the drama queen, it would probably be me. You're more in <clears throat> tune with, like, the artist part of you. You could probably tap into some acting. I could probably do it. Yeah. I, I've been acting my whole life, actually, so. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, laugh in the wrong moment. Me. Me. I've done that so many <laughs> times where I'm not understanding the situation, what people are saying. Oh, no. <laughs> like, there was this one time in college where our professor, he was telling some story that I thought was like a joking story but it was actually a sad story and he was starting to cry but I didn't realize and I literally started laughing and it oh was so no. embarrassing and they're like Brittany <gasps> what are you doing and I'm just like oh my gosh I did not understand what was oh, going on no. yeah it was embarrassing so me 100% mm. <laughs> cry in a public place I feel like we're both generally pretty good at controlling that but since I've literally cried in a public place with us before, it's probably me. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I've literally done that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah, I I cry more now than I ever did in my life. Same. But I don't cry that much still. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten really good at controlling it. But then sometimes it's just like... I'm crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Who's most likely to be late? <laughs> You're literally saying I don't know. Um, see, I hate being late. I think I literally, it stresses me out so much. I hate it too, a lot, but I'm late sometimes. Yeah, same. But I feel like... I'm probably more likely to be late. Hmm. I I do very much try to prepare in advance so that things like that don't happen. But yeah. I also have a husband and a son. And sometimes when we need to be somewhere, I'm prepared. Yeah. But I, I always feel like whenever you're coming over to my house or something, you're always like right on time or even a little bit early. It's never like, yeah, I and like, you're always it. like communicating with me and like telling me I'm five minutes away, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's great. I love it. And I'm just like, man, I need to be more like Amber. Cause I don't prepare before I go out, but like before I'm like literally about to leave, I would just, yeah, like, that would, that would give me way too much. I, like I already live with so much anxiety. <laughs> like I can't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wondered if like, me texting you like updates like that was like annoying to you I I mean I tend I've done it before like I used to always do that and then I stopped because I felt like I was annoying people (laughs) but like I like it yeah I don't I don't mind it either but yeah (coughs) I I do try to be on time Mm -hmm. most likely to get arrested What do you think, Amber? It's literally not me. <laughs> I like how you answered, but it's not me. <laughs> I wanted to say that for so many of them. <laughs> um, I don't know what you would get arrested for. Or actually, I don't think I can say what I, feel I like think it would you be might a misunderstanding, get. Misunderstanding, probably. Maybe because there's just so many times where I'm like trying to joke about something and it doesn't come across right. And I feel like just my life is just me not coming across right. <laughs> oh, I feel that. Right? And then, But I'm also literally scared of it, everything. So I like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Like, I can't break rules. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't like breaking rules necessarily, but I feel like I would get arrested for something like 
I get pulled over mm-hmm. and like I make a stupid joke or something and they're just like, this isn't funny, ma'am. <laughs> you are arrested now. I don't, I don't know. You are arrested now. Get out of the car. <laughs> Why did I say it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Time to get handcuffed. <laughs> That's like some 2040 stuff. No. Okay. I hope I'm not here by then. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> only 20 years away. I'm just kidding. That's Okay, anyway. <laughs> I can't. Who is most likely to be happy all the time? Neither of us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs> On to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, that one's in there literally yeah. as a joke because. Yeah, because. Yeah. No. Nope. So lately, I feel like this has come up a lot for me where I've been dealing with a lot of like hard things in life and just a lot of people who I end up talking to about it are like always telling me to like choose to be happy or like you just have to, you know, like choose all these good positive vibe emotions Mm -hmm. and then things will like get better. And it is like this weird thing where it just makes me feel so much worse. Yep. And it almost makes me feel like they're not even like seeing me as a person. It just feels like they're not taking me into regard at all, Mm -hmm. which um, kind of leads us into that topic of what toxic positivity is, which is, you know, just that. It's like making someone... Or making someone feel bad almost for feeling, I don't know. I feel like Amber could probably explain it better than me. So if you're not familiar with the topic of toxic positivity, here's a little definition. Um, It's the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> but I feel like it perfectly like encapsulates. Yeah. Like all of it. And oh <laughs> I feel like there's oh my gosh, sorry. I should not be eating. <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> Did you not eat today? I have not. I've just been snacking all day. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's so much to get into with this one. I'm just trying to think of where to start. And the first place I think is I feel like I've been choosing to be happy for so many years and choosing to deny my true emotions. And it basically just got to this point where I'm like exploding now mm-hmm. and everything is way worse than it ever should have been mm-hmm. because I was choosing happiness and I was choosing how I felt instead of just allowing myself to feel and dealing with it that way, which whenever I was originally thinking about this topic, as we were getting our notes together and stuff, I was like, it reminds me a lot of the two different like methods there are to um, healthcare, which this also goes into like mental healthcare as well. It's like all there's, um, Western medicine and then there's more like holistic and functional medicine that whole thing and the main difference between those two is that Western medicine treats symptoms whereas holistic and functional medicine treats the entire person Mm. and I feel like I've done both types of the counseling where there's like the counselors that you go to and they're not like holistic counselors. They will have a goal in mind. They'll give you like paperwork and things to like do at home and all of that. And then I have like my normal counselor who even on her website says that she takes a more holistic approach to it. And I find so much more like fulfilling change through that method than the other one. The other one makes me feel like I'm being rushed, like I'm not being heard, like I'm just another statistic, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm being treated like any other person instead of the person that I am. And I, I, that's the feeling I get whenever people are just like telling me all these different toxic positivity phrases Mm -hmm. 
like choose happiness or things will get better Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I just, I came across this quote when I was looking up some things for this episode and I thought this was really good and explains kind of how I've personally felt with toxic positivity. And it says, we judge ourselves for feeling pain, sadness, fear, which then produces feelings of things like shame and guilt. We end up just feeling bad about feeling bad. It actually stalls out any healing or progress or problem solving, Mm. which I feel like is so true because I have expressed before, like I'll say, I've just been feeling really down lately. And someone's like, it could be worse or things are going to get better Mm -hmm. or let's look on the bright side and things like that. And then it immediately puts your, like your mental state in this place of like, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong for feeling this. Yeah. I'm wrong for not being happy all the time. Like it's just like exhausting to have to censor your true feelings. Yeah. Because it it definitely like stonewalls a person. It's like, oh, okay. So I can't talk about what's what I'm really feeling. Yeah. And I'm wanting me to be better. uh Okay. Yeah. And I know that there's a part of it of like, When somebody is confiding in you for something really deep, something that's like just a hard thing Mm -hmm. in life, like you just want to fix it and you want to make it better. And so like what's been kind of ingrained in our society is like look for the silver lining, try Mm -hmm. to see the good and the bad. And there are times where like you have to do that. Yeah. But to initially invalidate someone that's confiding in you by telling them that they should feel a different way is wrong. Yeah, very wrong. Absolutely. (laughs) And I just, I can only speak for myself. um, But anytime that's happened to me, it's definitely kind of like pushed me further into like a bad state of mind because not only am I feeling terrible, but I'm feeling terrible about feeling terrible. Yeah. And it, it it almost, yeah. So it definitely pushes me away too. And I think it also ends up making me repress that emotion where I'm already prone to re- repress it already. Like it was already so vulnerable for me to share an emotion in the first place. Yep. And then someone to just like invalidate that emotion and telling me like, well, that... It whenever you, I think choose happiness is the one that really bugs me. I don't hear and that one too I hear much. That one all but the time. that is really annoying. Like every time you've yeah. said it, I've been like, why would someone say that? Like, yeah, I've heard it a lot, and especially in a lot of like more inspirational speeches, mm-hmm. like you get to choose your emotions, you get to choose this, and there is. De- You're kidding, sir! I'm calling the police. <laughs> I feel like it's been a trend lately in a lot of the motivational speaking things that I've heard, or maybe it was in the past. I just remember the, hearing this a lot with this whole choose happiness thing, mm-hmm. which is the main one that really annoys me because it implies that I'm not choosing happiness mm-hmm. and that like I, I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, yeah, I am the problem, but it just invalidates my entire experience and Mm -hmm. doesn't hear me it just tells me what I should do it's that whole I posted this for Black Lives Matter but it applies in so many different places it's like um in order to or hold on let me read it word for word it's not too far down on here here we go it's easier to connect to and understand those hurting by meeting them where they are instead of telling them where they should be Mm mm-hmm and that applies for so many different situations. I posted it for Black Lives Matter. But um, even with this, like, instead of telling me to be happy, instead of telling me things are going to be better, instead of telling me, like, all these positive things, like, meet me where I'm at, like, come down on my level and then bring me up, not telling me I should be happy like you are or, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, for me, I feel like, a lot of the people that have that mindset where they're just happy and positive all the time are the ones that 
don't know how to even like feel things Mm. (laughs) like and a lot of it is like personality types Mm -hmm. and like I mean I know people that have a specific personality type where it's harder for them to even know that they're feeling something yeah until one day they start to feel it hard and Mm -hmm. then like yeah (sighs) I mean that's literally what happened to me at one point like I, I do that for certain emotions for sure some things are easier to feel than others for me just due to very particular areas of trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was one area where I literally never kind of like felt this emotion or seen it health healthily. Mm-hmm. That's not a word. Seen it like health, health, like dealt with in a healthy way, dealt with in a healthy way in my life. And so it just got to the point where I was repressing this emotion for so long that it got to the point where it just exploded. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, everything has just become like way worse than it ever should have been if I just addressed an issue right at the start. One thing I was kind of in my feels about it and I was writing a poem and um, I wrote something about it being like, instead of a paper cut, now it's like this bullet wound. Mm. And it, it's just like, I'm just bleeding everywhere now. Yeah. Like, who knows if I'll survive? I, I will. <laughs> I know I will. But like, it's going to be so much harder to recover from. Yep. So good. Thank so you. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I for me, I I feel like once somebody kind of comes in with the toxic positivity, I have to put that wall up and know that like I have to censor myself with certain people because it's not helpful. And Mm -hmm. I feel like for them, their intention is to help and to try to fix it, but it doesn't come across that way. So I I hope this isn't coming across as like condemning or like shaming someone that's like a more positive person but for people like us Mm -hmm. I mean anybody that's known me for a long time I'm naturally a more pessimistic person Mm -hmm. I don't say that in like a I'm so pessimistic like love that about me like but naturally like I feel things really deeply yeah and like sad things hard things Mm -hmm. like they just hit different for me yeah (laughs) where like I know people that have maybe dealt with the same things or even worse things that are just not as affected by it than me and I've always felt like that was a flaw in me Mm -hmm. but I feel like we'll get into it eventually in another episode but that's a part of our personality type yeah and just being which is another thing I've been getting into lately is is learning about the highly sensitive person. I'm yeah. definitely one of those. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I know who I can actually be myself with. I know yeah. who I can come to with hard things and they're not going to be scared off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, again, something we'll probably talk about later is definitely people not understanding that naturally we're not all the same Mm -hmm. it's easy to say it but it's hard to fully understand that where like I mean it's hard for me to understand that someone can't like feel something in that in their exact same moment Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that made sense but um it's like hard for me to understand how someone can't feel sadness right whenever they feel sadness right? Mm -hmm. That's not a good way to explain it. Well, like, I feel like I've been in a deep dive of personality types lately. And our type, specifically Myers-Briggs, the INFJ type, um, externalizes their feelings. So we tend to vocalize them, talk through them in real time. Yeah. So not once we've figured out how to deal with that emotion. It's just like, I'm sad right now and I didn't do this today because I'm feeling this and yeah. like like we do that That's and then the way we want to. I also think it's important to distinguish like if we did put that wall up with someone like we can't talk about it around them. So if something happens in the moment with that person then that's whenever we would start to like repress it and deal with it later. Mm-hmm. But we'd still want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's frustrating because I feel like there's certain people that find out about something that I dealt with 
like mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah. They're like, well, why didn't you tell me? And then in my head, I'm like, because I know what you're going to say and it's not yes. helpful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. <laughs> That's been me lately. Yeah. There are, yeah. I find myself saying that to myself a lot mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I can't tell them because I already know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I can't. Like, it exhausts me having the argument in my head before it happens. Yeah. Because I know exactly how they're going to react, mm-hmm. which is an INFJ thing. It very much we is. We, like, know. know what's going to happen. Like, I've predicted so many. That sounds weird. I No, like, it's, it, the more I'm reading about that very thing, mm-hmm. I'm, like, shook because there have been so many times in my life where I'm, like, I know how this ends. Yeah. And I, I can't explain why. Mm-hmm. It's just like that kind of intuitive part of us that like we pick up on the most subtle vibes we know the vibes (laughs) know the vibes you know the vibes well we know the vibes and you pick up on like our type picks up on body language tone of voice like just like anything everything's a clue we're literally detectives and we (laughs) we solve it in like two seconds and it's exhausting because because some, if someone doesn't understand that, then they ask, how did you get to that? And it's like, we literally have been thinking of like our, it's every time I'm on this podcast, I say, okay, my brain's moving really fast. Hold on. And like, I get to a conclusion mm-hmm. and then I can't explain it because it just happens so quickly. Yeah. I can't explain every little step. It would be way too exhausting to have to go through that mm-hmm. slowly and explain it to someone. That's why our conversations go the way that they do. Yes. Like they're so all over the place, but everything is connected to something. Yeah, because we can just tell each other our conclusion and we'll be able to understand how, how each we of got us there, got there mm-hmm. without having to talk through it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's, yeah. So because I'm obsessed with learning personality types right now, I can't expect everyone else to be that way. Mm-hmm. And like, I want everyone to get obsessed with it with me. And then also like try to understand me because I feel so misunderstood Mm -hmm. and I always have but I feel especially misunderstood like this year I feel like but um we're on that same vibe yeah yeah it's true um but just I don't know I guess for anyone in my life that maybe has a more positive outlook in things that's a great thing. And I should have people like that in my life, not just people like me mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep the balance. But also I feel like it's important to communicate. Um, Be sad sometimes, guys. It's okay. Yeah, it's really okay to feel. It's literally okay to be sad, yeah. And I think, oh my gosh, I've literally had this conversation with my husband, but we talk about like how the like parenting was so different back then that we were told like, what are you crying about? I'll give you a reason to cry about or like Ooh. stop crying or like, you know, basically not allowed to have emotions. Yeah. Not allowed to have big feelings. Not yeah. allowed to feel anything but happy and grateful and joyful and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's still kind of in all of us. Oh, yeah. Like why... Sometimes we feel like we have to repress emotions because yeah. we were literally told that we weren't allowed to have them oh or else gosh. we'll literally get in trouble yes. for crying. Yeah. What? Isn't it crazy that there is a <laughs> negative connotation with being sad yeah. only because we put that there? There's mm-hmm. nothing like it's just part of the human experience. Yeah. I, I forgot. I think this was a TikTok, like one of those like psychology TikToks where they're like, there is nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with being fearful with being any emotion that isn't happy like Mm -hmm. that is part of the human experience you need to take the negative connotation off of it like feel that sadness Mm -hmm. like that is a beautiful thing to feel Mm -hmm. like we have the it's like being more open to um everything life has for you Mm -hmm. like there is so much beauty in fear, Mm -hmm. sadness, embarrassment even, like there is so much more to experience than just happiness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just very narrow-minded, very closed off to believe that happiness is the only thing that we should be feeling. Yeah, totally agree. And I feel like once you get to a place where you are embracing those 
hard feelings or like that sadness, it makes the really good days or even the good moments that much more special. Yeah, it expands your range. So something something I've kind of heard discuss this theory of like um, parenting almost, or this is the example they give is you have this happiness range and before you have kids like, or I guess like with each new stage of life, that thing expands because I don't know, whenever you have kids, the best thing or the happiest you are is like, oh my gosh, I have my kids and like all these amazing moments with them. But then the saddest thing that can happen now is you lose them. Yeah. And you know, that expands Mm -hmm. and expands. Like then you have grandchildren, then I don't know, you build a business, you do that. It's like your range expands. So true. I feel like the first year of my son's life was like the best and worst year of my life. Exactly. Yeah. There were so many, like, I feel like I was able to tap into so many more emotions than I ever had before, mm-hmm. where even starting from my birth, which was pretty traumatic for me yeah. and people have been through worse, but in my experience, like it sucked and yeah. I was very messed up about mm-hmm. it for a long time. But even starting there... I had a lot of bad feelings, sad feelings, fearful feelings, and there was no way I could repress them. Like I couldn't, I, I just, I don't know, but it's true. Like when you have a kid, like your heart just expands Mm -hmm. so much. And even like with those really hard feelings came like a lot of really good feelings, like to watch Mm -hmm. your kid grow and learn new things and just be so pure and innocent and like it's just a whole nother love that I've never known was possible yeah so it's like you experience like these really hard things like you're just when they're a newborn it's like terrifying yeah oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but I don't know it's just crazy I feel like becoming a mom changed me and like forever and it's actually scientifically proven that Oh, you yeah. change after My you have a kid. My body is so different. Your body, your mind, everything yeah. changes. But I don't know. I feel like even before you have kids, you can like tap yeah. into that. Yeah. Wait, something you said reminded me of something I literally wrote about like in middle school. Like I found this. I, I write a lot of things in a lot of random weird places <laughs> and... I was just like, I need to start writing my thoughts down and I'm going to make it an autobiography. And it was going to be that girl that looks sad all the time. But instead, I just wanted my first book to be named that. So it was my poem book instead. But anyway, my autobiography, I was writing about, I don't know, things that I believed about life. And I can't believe I wrote about this in middle school. And like, I'm going to be talking about it right now. That's so weird. But um, I was writing about how like, There is no way that, like, a lot of people like to do, like, oh, people have it worse. Or, Mm -hmm. that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was like, why are people comparing all these things? Like, if you start at a different level, like, your range is just different. I didn't write about ranges Mm -hmm. because I'm just doing that now because that's what we've been talking about. But basically, like, it's all relative, Mm -hmm. I think is the right word. So... If you have, this was the example I gave. I was like, if you have someone who was born into extreme wealth and privilege, and then you have a kid that's like living in poverty, um, you have like these two kids, and the kid with the extreme amount of wealth, they, I don't know, both like, I'm trying to think of a, the exact example. If they, lose all of their money and they lose the lifestyle that they had and the kid in poverty is just continuing to live in poverty the trauma on the wealthy kid web like even though they would still most likely be better off than the kid in poverty technically mm-hmm. so much more trauma came from that mm-hmm. which is i think kind of like a weird thing to think about because it really is like it like they're still so much better off but the sadness that they feel mm-hmm. and all of the things that they went through, like there's so much more trauma in that than just like living with something there in your entire life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's hard to like come to terms with mm-hmm. that like a kid born into wealth 
is like sad when they don't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you want to be like, we'll grow up, get over it, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's almost like morally, it feels wrong to feel bad for the child that had it all and lost it all. It almost feels wrong. I don't know. Whenever I first like kind of delve into that emotion of like um, feeling bad for them even, mm-hmm. it's like your inclination is to not feel bad for the wealthy kid. It's to always feel bad for just the person that's always been in poverty, mm-hmm. which you can have like, I feel like only because we're constantly comparing, it's like hard to... um we put everyone's human experience on a scale. Yeah. And it's not fair to either person. Yeah. And I feel like if if you look at us and like our lives from the outside, we have it all. Yeah. There's we nothing have, for me to be sad about. We have, I feel like what so many people want. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here like very aware of how great my life is. Same. I'm so aware of what I have. I'm so incredibly blessed mm-hmm. um, to have my family. Like, even if you know kind of like my backstory, like this is a dream. That's another thing. You never know people's backstories. <laughs> you just don't. Like you can so see. So many people have assumed so much about me and they yeah. literally like, you only know what I show you. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So- yeah, yeah, which... I could get into a whole thing about freaking Instagram and social media in general (laughs) where like we're comparing ourselves to people that are only showing the good, you know, like that's what people are kind of. That's what we're being trained to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I made a whole separate account because I was like, I can't keep this up. Like I, I don't want people looking at my Instagram and thinking that my life is perfect. Yeah. I mean, I literally... Whenever I wanted to release my book, I wanted to de- I wanted to use a pseudonym so badly. Mm-hmm. I never wanted any of these bad, negative like emotions and experiences to be associated with me. Yeah, I wanted it to be this entirely separate, compartmentalized mm-hmm. entity, which is just so unhealthy. Like mm-hmm. I've been compartmentalizing all these things my whole life, and now it's just like this jumbled mess like everything's everywhere Mm -hmm. and I just need it all to be in one place yeah yeah so I literally made a whole new account where it's such a mess like sometimes (laughs) I just like and I never do like talking like Instagram stories on my main account like I wouldn't I don't know I've always felt weird about it but on my other account I'll literally do that and be like hey guys I'm literally losing my mind so (laughs) <laughs> like let's I love talk. your I don't talking know. Instagram stories. I literally laugh so much during them because you just like leave in You're like so the weird stupid. like beep boop moments, and, and I'm just like I get and that's it. literally after re-recording it like seven times. <laughs> like it's not ever going to be perfect. So I'm like, well, I might as well upload this one because it's not going to get any better than yeah. this. Like this is me processing in real time. Yeah. For the few people that decided to follow this account, that we're not scared of bigger feelings. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know, as an outside person, like knowing you and even just like one of our first deep conversations we had when you told me you were writing a book, mm-hmm. like once it was released, I just got to see so much more of you. And I know mm. like that's so vulnerable. Ew. I know it's <laughs> like, no, but it's, it's just really cool. Like it helped me a lot because I'm yeah. like, I feel like these are things that I've thought and mm-hmm. were like too scared to say out loud. And yeah. I don't know. I, it's crazy. I read some of the stuff that I wrote when I was really spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like scary, like right? concerning. Yeah. And I'm like, I was talking to Travis about it today because I was like, I want to like dive into that. But I don't know if anyone could ever look at me the same, like mm. seeing these words that I wrote. Dude. I mean, I feel the same on a lot of things. Like, there's so much that I cut out of that first book, too, because mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-mm, this is too much for a first book. 
And now, like, in the second one, I'm, like, slowly allowing myself to keep more things in Mm -hmm. where, I mean, I'll just say it right now because this, I don't know if my second book is announced by the time this one comes out because it's being announced this month. But I'll just say it right now. Like, I talk about wanting to die in my second book. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, I, one of the things is, like, there was, I don't know, some poem that I posted on my Instagram where I said, like, it's sad that it makes me want to die on a reoccurring basis. And, like, no one reached out to me about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, and then that, like, made me spiral. Yeah. And made me say um, another line that's going to be in my second book is, like, um, I told the world I wanted to die and it said nothing back. For me as an outside person, like, reading your true feelings like when you do let people in on them, it's refreshing for me because I just, I don't know. I don't want to like keep being a part of the whole like perfect looking life version. I want to punch the perfect looking life people in the face with my sadness. (laughs) I just want to be like, I want to die sometimes. Hello, I'm here. (laughs) Because I think there's more people like us. I think there's more people like that. And I think suicide is so high up, like in the numbers, because everyone is looking like they're happy and everyone who's sad feels alone like us. And I think there's like for the longest time, I didn't look sad. And Mm -hmm. now I'm just like, you know what? I look sad all the time now because, Mm -hmm. because in comparison to everyone else, I do like, I look like I'm sad all the time, but I'm not. And I just choose to actually share it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm getting really passionate about this. I'm like yelling. It's like, <laughs> it, it just irks me so much. Like think of when you're at your lowest and you decide to confide in someone and they come at you with toxic positivity. Jail. <laughs> <laughs> it should be illegal. Yeah. I, I really need to stop saying that things should be illegal. Like I say it every day about something. I say it about a lot. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's just okay to be sad. Like, yeah. Let us be sad. Shut up. <laughs> like for once, just like be there for someone. Yeah. You don't even have to Actually, say anything. And it's it's not just, I'm going to be there for you. It's like literally be there for me. Like if I'm saying I want to die, like just be like, you know what? Sometimes we feel that way. Mm-hmm. But just like let me feel that for a bit. Obviously, it's like don't just like ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Let me, I think that's why we also connected so well is because like you were saying in our first podcast where like I didn't react crazily. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. that exists. Mm -hmm. And it feels so comforting because it's not, it's, it's not that toxic positivity, toxic positivity where it's like, oh my gosh, you've gotten so much better. It's like, you know, it's like yeah, that sucks. And we deal with that every day and we're going to deal with that the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like we're not going to be completely over those things. Like we're going to get sad sometimes. We're going to, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to deal with that. Um, But I was doing a lot of research and prep for this one because I just love like knowing about something before I talk about it. But Ooh, <laughs> interesting concept. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Some people <laughs> should try it sometime. Just I really kidding. should. Wait, what? (laughs) No, I really should. (laughs) No, you prepped for this. Um, But there were so many, like, okay, if you struggle with not knowing what to say, literally type it in Pinterest. Like, yes, that's, that's like, okay, so I do. (laughs) That's all I do to learn things. Pinterest is so underrated. It really is. Get back on Pinterest right now. It's so good. It's so good. That is. That's my new social media is Pinterest. Like if I'm getting yes. off social media, it's not Pinterest. No, 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 no. I stay on that. I stay on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But so I literally typed in toxic positivity and there's so many like charts where it says like toxic positivity and then like a validating answer instead yeah. of saying something that's this, not that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's not that hard, but, <laughs> but it's just if, not that hard, guys. If you're someone that is kind of like it's just kind of second nature to try to find the silver lining and like to be positive or to encourage someone, be positive, be happy. Like which is normal right now. It is normal. It's normal right yeah, now. For where I'm, a, like, I like I hope this is like not coming across as like if your friend is in a bad place, let them stay there. Like yeah. don't try to be a positive light in their life. Like, but there are other ways 
to do that instead yeah. of invalidating someone. And I also want to make it pretty clear that we know that that's a very normal response to have. Yes. Like, I think it's just like a, a culture shift that needs to happen. I've done it. Yeah, I've. I've done, I still do it sometimes. Yeah. It's just so it's, ingrained in us. It's really hard to break out of that. But like. We're talking to ourselves too, basically. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> we're basically yelling at ourselves to yeah. respond differently to people's mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. Because I'm aware, like, it's uncomfortable. It's not fun to like listen to someone else's hard feelings because especially if you're very empathetic Mm -hmm. like you feel that yeah like you take that home with you yeah like it adds to you you hold on to it yeah to all of your feelings but if you want to be a great friend to someone like you have to give them space to be open about the hard things and not just the good things and yeah I have a bunch of things that I'm going to link in this one for the show notes because I just found so many good resources for this one. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I really hope that it's helpful and that people go to the show notes and just kind of like do a deep dive. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a Pinterest now and we are pinning really good stuff. I'm so excited for our Pinterest. Yeah. We have so many like... Amber came up with this amazing idea and then <gasps> I had an amazing idea. Yes. I mean, even multiple, but <laughs> like, yeah. So she made like the Pinterest board. She's like, I think this will be kind of cool, whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. And then we just kind of started talking more about it. I'm just like so excited for our Pinterest now. Like yeah. Pinterest is it guys. That's, <laughs> that's the vibe. Pinterest should be like everyone's vibe. Like, yeah. Get on Pinterest now if you're not. <laughs> Pinterest should sponsor us. <laughs> How third cool episode. would that be? <laughs> but like people think of Pinterest and they think of like Crafts, DIY, DIY. Like, like outfit inspo. And recipes. <laughs> recipes. But there's so much good stuff on there for mental health. Yeah. Like I'm learning so much. There's also just cool <laughs> pictures. Like my Pinterest boards are just mm-hmm. like aesthetics. And, like and for mood me to, boards. Yeah, just Ugh. to just to keep my vibe going mm-hmm. and make me happy. I love looking at certain pictures. Just, yeah. They just make me happy looking. At I love it. Things. You've shared some with me and I'm like, this just yeah. like. <sighs> I just scroll through it and I just catch the vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds so. I literally sound crazy. Like I just love the energy in my Pinterest board and I just look at it to catch that same energy. <laughs> but why do I literally do the same thing? And I don't even think that's weird that you I said that. Yeah. I mean, if you guys can't do that, then you're not living your best life. Oh, wow. Is that too intense to say? I agree with it, so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Put us both in jail then. <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, not everything's illegal. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I hope that this is making sense. And I hope we're not coming across as like two people that want to be negative and want to be sad and want to be stuck in our emotions forever and ever and ever. Yeah, no. That's not at all what this is about. This is about when someone is actually going through a really hard thing and you want to be there for that person, we're trying to shed some light on ways to do that Mm -hmm. instead of what has kind of been ingrained in all of us. Yeah. Um, So... We'll have like, we'll have a ton of resources um, in the show notes, but specifically the Pinterest, like you can just kind of scroll on there and see a bunch of really helpful things. Like I'm, I learned a bunch of things that I can say Mm -hmm. to someone that's going through a hard time instead of you'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, we just wanted to say that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared. (laughs) It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry. (laughs) And it's really important to work through those emotions instead of pretending that they're not there. Mic drop. Just Mm -hmm. in case we didn't um, communicate them enough, follow (laughs) us on Instagram. Yes. um, So you know when we're putting out a new episode. Um, and then we have a Facebook group and we've had some people join and we talked a little bit after episode one and it was really fun because that was a more lighthearted one. It was the intro and Halloween Mm -hmm. episode. So we got to hear about people's favorite Halloween movie and candy and so it was cool, but they are going to get deeper than that. So be prepared. Um, but you can literally 
be as open as you want to be, but we just want to create a little community where you have a safe space to talk about what we discussed in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we've mentioned a hundred times in this episode, we have a Pinterest now. So (laughs) I love it. I I love it so freaking much. Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Pinterest. I need to stop doing that. I did that. No, we need to keep doing that. I agree. (laughs) I love Pinterest. Um, (laughs) But yeah, check out the show notes. Everything we talk about will be in there. All of our links. Amiokreally.com. I love that. We got it. We We did. We got it, guys. (laughs) Okay. So in case you guys haven't caught on, we do this little funny thing at the end. And we're about to do that now. (laughs) My one last week was such a mess. I didn't even preface that that's what I was doing. I just was like, hey, so I was on Pinterest earlier. (laughs) Pinterest. Okay, so this one, I'm surprised it's taken me this long. We're on episode three, but I'm surprised it's taken me this long for me to talk about this. This is something that everyone needs to know whenever they first meet me. Um, I hate Applebee's. I'm just going to say I hate Applebee's so much. So, so, so much. What's an Applebee? Literally someone tell me. Literally someone tell me what an Applebee is. Is it a last name? If it is, it's stupid. Change it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, there's something ingrained in me. Should I work on it? Probably. I'm not going to. I don't think it's wrong to hate Applebee's. Honestly. As a whole company. Okay. Like I hate Applebee's to the point where if I won the lottery, I would buy out Applebee's and I would just put it into bankruptcy. I would just close it all down. I'd shut it down. Um, (laughs) Also, (laughs) that's not where I'm going to say, am I okay? Like I'm going to keep going. It's, Mm -hmm. it gets worse. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I can't believe I actually do this. A couple times a year, (laughs) I Google, um, like Applebee's bankruptcy or like Applebee's closing, like just to get the vibe to see like if anything bad is happening to Applebee's and every once in a while there is. Oh, and that's not it. That's not where I say, am I okay? (laughs) I once, this came up in my Facebook memories. I once took a picture of this. Okay. It was like, Um, in a plaza and it was like this abandoned larger building that used to be a restaurant and you could see where the sign was taken down that it was an Applebee's and I took a picture of it and I just like saved it and made it my background because it made me so happy that there was an Applebee's (laughs) closed down even just one (laughs) just one and I was like I gotta savor this moment I have to whenever I look at it on my lock screen it brings me pure joy (laughs) Am I okay? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) You'll probably be fine. Thank you. (laughs)